We're giving Coach Speak a whole new meaning. This is Coach Speak on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome on this Thursday morning to Coach Speak. We are live from the Ello Fiber Studios and a lot of high school action going on last night. And of course, the game on KFKA last night featured Fort Lupton and Eaton and uh, anxious to talk to Kyle Johnson, our play-by-play man for high school basketball. A lot of scores around the state. We're also going to have uh, later in the show Joe Ortiz, the terrific coach of the Thunder Ridge Grizzlies, who ended, yes, the Lampkins basketball season last night. Uh, he does a, such an outstanding job at Thunder Ridge. Uh, great friend and uh, anxious to talk to Joe more about his team. I saw. Is way, he still your friend? Yes, he is. I saw way too much of his team last night, and they are out. Outstanding, And then Jeff Kloster is going to join us, uh, the Hall of Fame high school coach from uh, the Longmont Trojans, and they get a nice win over uh, uh, Pueblo South. And they're in that uh, seed where they get to take on the number one team uh, this Saturday in Northfield. But uh, uh, let's go to the Clearwater Products hotline right now and visit with our friend Kyle Johnson. Kyle, how are you today? Do you still have a voice after the broadcast? Well, I think so. I guess we're about to find out. I I work by myself a lot of the time, so nobody else has talked to me. So I guess you can be the answer to that question. (laughs) Well, you sound pretty darn good, actually. And I know you sound awesome on the broadcast. And uh, anxious, actually, we'll talk about this in a little bit. Uh, I think uh, we're going to join each other Saturday um, with Highland uh, taking on Strasburg as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We might have to talk about that, um, but we'll get that cleared up. But yeah, there, there is that possibility. That, that, at least a possibility. And I know there's uh, uh, work to be done. But you must have had, I want to hear about this game because I only saw the final score uh, out at Fort Lupton with the Eaton Reds. And of course, uh, I have a major interest in Eaton because Tanner Irvin is my former player. And this is his first year as a head coach. And I know his season came to an end last night, but uh, tell us about the game, Kyle, and just how it uh, came down. Yeah, it was it was definitely entertaining, high anxiety, everything you would expect, right, playoff game, but it, it, it was wild. Like, Eaton jumped out to a lead there in the first quarter. I think they were up by as many as seven or eight, um, which isn't a lot, but in that game it was a lot because it was tight for the most part, um, and then we bounced back, and, and Fort Lupton had a lead right before halftime. Lucas Stone hits a huge three to get uh, Eaton within two at the break. And then out of halftime, Eaton comes out firing on all cylinders, and uh, they have a good third quarter. They go into the third or into the fourth with a pretty decent lead, and then the tide just all of a sudden turns, and Fort Lupton goes on a run, and uh, the Blue Devils get up by seven with, I think, two minutes left. And uh, here comes Eaton. Mitch Haythorn hits a – or no, Eli Modelano hits a huge three. Haythorn hit a three as well. They get within two with, like, seven seconds left. They foul Fort Lupton's best free-throw shooter. Now, he's a 92% foul shooter in Jaden Burnick, but he's only attempted, like, 20 on the season, but he made, like, all of them but one or two, right? So, And he misses them both. Oh, wow. And so Eaton gets the rebound, seven seconds left. They're out of timeouts, and, and Lucas Stone comes down, uh, gets a pretty good look at it. I didn't know if he was going to go all the way in and just try to go for the tie, but he kind of hits a, takes off at a running three, Plenty of contact, obviously, game on the line, the horn blows, the shot doesn't go down, 
Lucas ends up on the floor. Uh, the the Fort Lupton defender, I think, had his hand all ball. Now, was he body him up? Probably. Are they going to let a playoff game end at the free throw line? It appeared not last night, but uh, plenty plenty of action for sure. Wow. So a little controversy at the end. Yeah, and I, I they. The, the officiating was kind of hammered all night long, both sides. You know, everybody, nobody's ever going to be happy on that side of it. But um, at the end, definitely, it was it was wild. And 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 I don't know where you where you end up on that, coach. I mean, I know obviously if you're on the losing side, you want the foul there. Um, if you're on the winning side, you're happy they didn't call it. But and and and, and I guess ultimately at the end of the day, if it was a foul, it was a foul. It probably should have been called. But how many times do you see that at the end of the game? You just you, you struggle to get that whistle. Well, and, and Kyle, here, here's uh, here's my opinion. If it's going to be called a foul in the uh, first four minutes of a game, it's a foul no matter what time it occurs. You, you know, and, and I hear the let's not decide the game, you know, argument. Hey, if it's a foul, it should be called. If it was a clean, you know, good play, uh, move on. Uh, you know, maybe not something tic tacky at half court as a, a little bump or something, but on a shot, if it's felt, make the call. You know, I, I want to say there was a, there was controversy in officiating over on the Western Slope last night at Fruita, but I'm going to start off with saying our game at Thunder Ridge this was so well officiated. I thought the crew did a fantastic job, and and it all started from the beginning as far as as pregame and the professionalism uh, that, that that crew sh- uh, showed. And, uh, you, you know, I, I want to point that out as, as well. But uh, uh, it, it's always difficult to see a game ended when there is any controversy because you do want to see players uh, uh, play the game. But congratulations to Fort Lupton and uh, to Eaton Man. Uh, Tough way to lose uh, to end the season, but uh, I know that program will be strong in the future, and uh, uh, things will move on. Yeah, and and and, and like you say, you got to be proud if you if you're if you're Coach Irvin of the Eaton Reds. I mean they they were down and out, you know, and down seven with I, I think under right about a little over a minute to go, and and they hang in there and they and they get a chance. So they they never quit. They didn't back down, but. Um, and give credit to Fort Lupton. I mean, they had a couple of young guys that played very well. I think Fort Lupton catches a break early in that fourth quarter. Uh, Shane Callahan, their leading scorer last night at 22 in the game, was started the fourth quarter with four fouls. And coach, his coach put him right in there because uh, he knew he needed him and he knew he needed his scoring. And, uh, and he reaches on, I can't remember who had the ball for Eaton, but he kind of reaches clear out outside of the three-point line. Risky call, or risky play with four fouls. And, uh, he doesn't get the whistle there and gets to stay in the game, but I mean that could have fouled him out. He didn't, and uh, then he capitalized on it, and he had a huge fourth quarter. I think he had eleven or twelve there in the fourth quarter. Wow. So, uh, but, you know, just just different things in a game that make sports what it is, right? Like if it was easy and everybody was uh, loved being an official, everybody would do it. And, and instead, it's a lot easier for us to sit and complain about it or be upset about it. And, and I'm not trying to rag on anybody. I'm not saying that, but. It's not an easy and an enviable position to be in to be an official. I guess is all I'm trying to say. And and like I said, both teams had their chances. It was a great game. It was a fun environment. 
had good crowds from both sides, so I, I was happy to be there. It was it was fun. It was enjoyable. And, and you know, you're right, Kyle. And, and uh, the numbers of offici- officials uh, has you know dwindled, and now it's on the rise again. And you know, ninety five percent of the time, people go uh, you know away from a game, and there's there's absolutely no impact. Uh, th- what gets the attention, I know, is some game ending things and uh, big discrepancies and things like that. But uh, hey, now Fort Lupton. Uh, it doesn't get easy for them as they will travel to Resurrection. And interesting score, Resurrection Basalt. Haven't talked to anyone that was at that game, but le- very low-scoring game uh, out at Resurrection last night. Yeah, I was kind of checking that, you know, just through the scoreboard update. I, I tried to give a couple of updates, and, and last I seen it, it was a tie. I didn't, I didn't look at the final this morning, but it was a tie game at the break, two or three points. So I was, I was kind of surprised by that. As, as good as Resurrection's been this year, I was kind of surprised that they uh, that they kept it that close. But that sounds like uh, it was close all the way throughout. So uh, it, uh, I would be interesting to get somebody who's theirs take on it to see. Uh, if that was just the style that Basalt did to slow it way down or what they did to try to kind of keep close. Absolutely. And and if anybody out there listening, hey, if you can text us at the Mosier uh, Funeral and Cremation Services text line, text us at 888-530-0043. If you happen to be at some games and had some interesting things, uh, go on. Uh, let us know via text and we will uh, try to get, the, uh, get to those. But, uh, well, uh, Kyle... Uh, a great call last night. That's what everyone has been saying here at the station. Way to go. And uh, starting the playoffs with a game, with a two-point game. A uh, lot of action yet to come as we now 4, 5, and 6, 8 are down to the Sweet 16. You know, and it just becomes so much more competitive uh, moving forward. But, uh, hey, just want to thank you, Kyle, for taking the time uh, this morning out of your schedule to talk about the game and the action, and uh, we'll be anxious to uh, schedule more games here in the future. Uh, yeah, Coach, thanks for having me. It, uh, it was fun, like I said, fun game last night, crazy environment, uh, plenty of hectic, but at the end of the day, it was a great game, and uh, it, it was fun to be a part of, so I, I was glad to be able to do it. And that's what high school sports are all about, so uh, thanks again. That is Kyle Johnson, who had the call on KFKA last night, and uh, just sound like a great game and you know when it goes down to the end and it's anybody's game uh boy anything can happen hey want to thank our friends uh out at eaton gould parts deal with their local team to get the parts for whatever job comes your way of course they carry the napa parts they have the high business uh Bureau rating and uh, family owned for years. They will take care of you. Gould Parts in Eaton. Uh, we're going to be, we're coming back with uh, one of the top coaches in the state, Joe Ortiz of the Thunder Ridge Grizzlies. Show is on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Your home for UNC basketball. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back to Coach Speak. We are live from the Yellow Fiber Studios. Hey, if uh, your car's taking a little toll with these cold temperatures, see our friends at Amcoa Fort Lup. 
uh, Fort Collins and uh, Loveland. Uh, they will take care of your car. It doesn't have to be transmission, uh, brakes, whatever needed, all the way down to the windshield wipers. But uh, go visit our friends at Amco of Fort Collins, Amco of Loveland. They will get it right the first time. Hey, joining us now on the uh, Clearwater Products Hotline, the coach of the Thunder Ridge Grizzlies, multi-state champions in uh, 6A basketball, Coach Joe Ortiz. Uh, Coach, how's your morning? Uh, Morning is good, Bruce. You know, just trying to get ready for the next game and teach classes. Well, your your morning's probably a little better than mine, but first of all, congratulations. You have an outstanding team, and your guys, you know, played well. And uh, uh, for our listening audience that doesn't know, uh, Fort Collins Lampkins traveled to Thunder Ridge last night, lost 79-44 to to one of the top teams in Colorado, and in my opinion, the top coach in Colorado. Uh, Joe, you opened up Thunder Ridge now how many years ago? Uh, 28 years ago, we started with freshmen. It just seems impossible that time goes by that fast. <laughs> I, I'm, no doubt. You know, I guess other people are getting older, too, but I thought maybe it was just me. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 28 years, and you've had really nothing but great success. By the way, uh, Coach Ortiz got his uh, 500th win earlier, and... Uh, Four-time state champion, is that right, Coach? That is correct. Yeah, four four state champions. Uh, just a phenomenal run. And uh, I know you're competing for another one this year. But, hey, Coach, talk about this year's team a little bit. Uh, you know, what you you know did uh, from last year to gear up to now and uh, entering the Sweet 16 of the state tournament. Well, this is basically last year's team. You know, two years ago we had, I believe, nine seniors that won back-to-back state championships. And then last year's team had only one player who played significant minutes in Andrew Crawford. And we had ups and downs for sure. But basically this team came back, um, maybe added a sophomore, Drew Payne, into the mix. Um, and, and one of our kids, Ulysses Brown, who started for us last year, he's been injured the entire year. Yes. And I, I don't think he'll be returning. Um, so till next year, but, um, so a lot of experience coming back, you know, a lot of experience on the court, all five starters or, you know, four starters returned. Um, we obviously are led by Andrew Crawford, you know, he's first team all state last year, Colorado commit, very talented six foot six guard, um, Charlie Spann, very explosive high school player. I'd say maybe the best scorer at getting just a guy that gets buckets. Um, he's got a division two offer. He's got some D other D two offers coming and, and some uh, some strong D1 interest, you know, for mid-majors. Uh, Tommy White, a six foot eight, um, small forward. He's committed to Point Loma, in so in Division Two in San Diego. Um, those are the three guys that will play college basketball next year. Um, you know, we have other really nice pieces. Ryan Doyle's a, a great defender, a two-year starter. Ryan Gonzalez was our starting quarterback and um, our backup point guard right now. Very tough, hard-nosed kid. And uh, and then Drew Payne, a sophomore who we think is going to be super special, about six seven, very skilled post. And then we have good good bench too as well. You you are deep, and Drew Payne, sophomore boy, he has a great future. Coach, you, you guys shoot the ball so well. 
And, and we're not just talking about your guard perimeter guys. Everybody, it seems like on the floor, your big guys shoot the ball so well. I know you spend a lot of time on that, but uh, uh, what are some of the key ingredients uh, for your team that is you're able to get the bigs out and obviously post them up too? But uh, the three-point ball is always a threat for you guys. It is, Bruce, but it depends on the night, to be quite honest. you know, um, <laughs> It was pretty good last night. <laughs> last night was pretty good, I agree, and we've been working on it. We've been working on our base. Tommy can really shoot it, gets a really solid base, but it's about rhythm and timing and shot selection. You know, Sometimes we can get quick, a little bit rushed, a little bit out of sorts, and you don't shoot as well. You know, Obviously, you want to shoot inside out um, and, and get the right looks. And so last night we, we, we had some of that going, um, but I would say there's games where – We've been limited from the perimeter, and and you know, and we've got guys who can definitely get to the basket and score. Um, but you know, for su- us to have great success, we really have to defend. You know, and that's that's one thing you um, we got to count on and lean on. And so um, we're working on that daily. Absolutely, and your league prepares everyone in your league so well for the playoffs. Uh, I- you know, just just looking at the you know, bracket, uh, you know, a lot of teams from your league moving on. And Highland Ranch, the 32nd seed, sounds like they had Fruta on the ropes and some strange, strange things may have happened last night over on the Western Slope. Yeah, I heard they were up nine in the first or something. And they run a run-and-jump style of play and they play very hard. Um, very aggressive in their in their in their style, and so if you match up against that style, you can exploit that. But then they've had teams. They had Rock Canyon a chance to beat. They had other teams um, that they upset, and so no, they're a very dangerous team. And, and some of that's the matchups and with who you get and and the, their style versus your style. And so I wasn't totally shocked by that. Um, so, but our league is super tough. I agree, and. Um, and it's and we all know each other so well that it's it's hard to go unbeaten in our league. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but yes, your league is is so strong, and I, I think everybody. I can speak for the people up north when we you compare down to the Continental League and, and Centennial League. Uh, we're a step behind usually, uh, and I'm not sure how we catch up. But uh, it's always you guys provide those great models of of success, and you have done it so much over the years. Hey, want to ask you about uh, one of our friends who's had a major influence on on both of our careers. But you had the uh, opportunity to work directly with Ron Vlasheen, a retired coach who is just an amazing individual, amazing coach uh talk about ron and his influence on you well ron um came to littleton high school my junior year and you know we hired him as a they hired him as a head basketball coach and uh so i I played for him for two years and there was many times maybe three to five times where i accidentally called him dad it's a little embarrassing (laughs) um but that's the kind of impact he had on me and i have a great father but he had that impact, and you know, I had no real direction in my life. I was going to go to CSU because my friends were going, and and then I basically decided to be a high school coach and kind of follow in his footsteps, you know. And so I became a manager at CSU, and then with the basketball program, and then I I came back and coached with Ron for ten years, three years at Littleton and seven at Arapaho, and 
major influence on my coaching style. And, and honestly, I probably wouldn't have left coaching with them except for the fact that I didn't think Arapaho was going to hire me as their head coach. And so I had the opportunity to go to Thunder Ridge, and that's, that's when I made the move. But, you know, a lot of what I do in all phases of my life, um, Ron has had a huge influence. And we were tennis buddies and fishing buddies and best buddies. And I still talk to him often and um and i i feel great about where we are and and the impact he's had on my life i would say my goal is to do to our players what he has done for me that is so well said and of course i met uh ron back when i was in high school and he was the head coach at marino high school and we would scrimmage got to know him and he was also a baseball guy and then you know when i got into coaching he was always one of the guys i would lean on try to model so many things after you know until you know i became the head coach at green mountain and just uh can't say enough good things about ron vlasheen hey coach uh let's talk about uh uh cherry Creek a little bit. Uh, another Southeast team, I guess, in the metro area. They had a close uh, game last night with Fossil Ridge, obviously out of our league, but uh, I have not seen the Bruins up close and personal. Uh, tell me about what you're facing Saturday. Well, we've we played them every year for a bit here, you know, and it was but four years ago we played them in a huge Final Four game at their place, and um, they've always got a Hammond, and those Hammonds can really score. And uh, we played them earlier this year in January, you know, before league play, and it was a hard-fought game. Um, they're they're mostly seniors with with the Hammond being a sophomore, um, and they're they play really well together. The thing I would say about Terry Creek in all sports is they have a swagger or a confidence in them, and and they really know how to compete and expect to win. I imagine several of their players are on the football team and. They're used to winning championships, and so um, they're physical. They're very uh, much about man-to-man defense, great help defense. Um, they're deep, and they're athletic. And so it, no games are easy in the tournament, and um, definitely not as you advance. They get harder and harder. Oh, absolutely. And and as I look at this Sweet 16 uh, bracket, you can just go down in ed- every quadrant and say, you know, there's two teams that really could be Final Fours. I mean, there's eight to 12 teams in the state that uh, are vying for that. But uh, uh, Cherry Creek, and you said it best, you know, uh, you, you think of Cherry Creek and they have that swag, but they always have toughness. They do. No question they have toughness. And, and just on a side note, Bruce, I have not seen the bracket. I never look at the bracket. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I, don't, I don't want to think about the bracket. I just look at who we play. I know that if we win, if we were to advance, it's Rock Canyon playing somebody. I don't know who they are. And I don't even know beyond that. And so I, I can't. I, it just overwhelms me to do that. So I'm not going to look at the bracket, but I appreciate that. And, and, Coach, the only reason I look at it is because of what I do from 10 to 11 every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have to, you know, write down the four A, the five A, the six A, and, and things yeah. like that. But yeah, uh, it, it's funny because you say that, and I understand because you know we had seven games uh, not too long ago within ten days, and I would have to look at my assistant coach after the games and say, "Who do we play next?" Absolutely, you know, you're so locked because in. you're just you locked in in that moment, and and you want to take care of business so much that night. And you know, uh, I always tell uh, people, you know, throughout the nation, there are 
thousands and thousands of games going on. And the most important one is the Uh one we're coaching. Absolutely. And you can't take anything for granted ever. And so, yeah, just lock in on that and, and so that's that's where I'm at, you know, just starting to prepare for Cherry Creek. Obviously, we have coaches that do advanced scouts, um, and and I, I got the last game scout done looking at that and this one. And so it's a lot of information to take in, um, but excited for the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, I know you guys will take most uh, most advantage of the opportunity. Uh, just briefly before I let you go, Andrew Crawford, terrific kid, terrific player, not even your leading scorer. That shows how good a player he is and how good a team you you are. How did he come to the decision uh, to become a Buffalo? Well, he's, you know, first of all, Andrew started in our program in fourth grade. He had an older brother, um, Tommy, who just graduated from Colorado College, still has two years of eligibility because of an injury and um, COVID. Um, So he'll probably be transferring somewhere. Um, So I knew Andrew the whole time in our program and super high, super excited. And I actually was telling Coach Roan at CU about it when Andrew was in our feeder program. You know, I thought he's a player that was good enough to play there. Um, He was recruited at the highest level. You know, he had double-digit Division I offers. and recruiting has changed. When you and I coached together at Colorado Select, you know, I we would get 10 to 15 letters a day from Matt Bolden. Right. Now, I hardly get any contact with coaches. A lot of it's through their club or maybe it's directly to the player. So I'm not as sure exactly how interested coaches are. Uh, I knew where CU stood. Um, so Andrew took his visits. The rules have changed. He took some visits as a junior, uh, narrowed it down pretty quickly. And, you know, I was pulling for CU the whole time just because I've wanted one of our players to finally play there, and I want to go to the games. <laughs> right. and, and I love their coaching staff, and uh, I thought it was a great fit. And so that's an answer. He came up with his family. Um, his sister just graduated from there maybe a year ago, and I know his parents want to go to every game as well. So – he, he could probably tell you why he chose CU, but I, I think it's a great fit. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Coach, I'll tell you what. I informed our guys last night. Uh, we run a play. It's called Bolden, and <laughs> I gave him the history of that play. So uh, kudos to you. Good luck, Coach, uh, against the Bruins, man. You know I'm always pulling for you when we're not in, not involved. But uh, same, same to you, uh, Bruce. And go oh, after him. I'll tell you this. I hadn't heard of your radio show. I heard you were doing it. You're really good. This is uh, maybe you chose the wrong career, or maybe this is just the next well. Maybe career. maybe I need to move on to this career. <laughs> but, maybe so. But anyway, hey, coach. Thanks. Uh, we'll be following you, and I'll I'll uh, see you soon. Sounds good, Bruce. Take care, uh, Joe Ortiz. The uh, I'll tell you, he is a legend. Amazing coach, and uh, uh, the Thunder Red. Gr- Thunder Ridge Grizzlies. They are the real deal. They have every position filled. They play well together. Uh, they can shoot it from the outside and uh, hard to guard in the post. So uh, uh, congrats to them. And uh, we're going to take a break here. But uh, first, uh, let's thank uh, CRP 4x4. Hey, top quality parts and accessories for your truck. It's worth the drive over to Greeley. Uh, they are CRP. They are the truck outfitters, the best around. Visit them online at CRP4x4.com. We're going to be back with uh, Jeff Kloster, another great coach out of Colorado from Longmont.
1310 KFKA. Kinnon, Jokic, two of the best Colorado has to offer. Could this be the year for two parades? Hear Nuggets and Avs Insight on the Hull Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back to Coach Speak live from the Yellow Fiber Studios. And uh, a lot of great action last night. And, hey, now let's go to the Clearwater uh, Products Hotline again. Uh, We've got Jeff Kloster on the phone, uh, on the hotline. Uh, Jeff, Hall of Fame coach out of Longmont. Uh, Big win last night, Coach. Congratulations. Thank you. It was was a tremendous team effort. Uh, Man, we went against uh, a tough Pueblo South team that was led by Maurice Austin. Uh, one of the best uh, players in the state of Colorado, one of the best players I've seen in the last 20-plus years. I'll tell you what, Maurice is averaging a paltry 31.6 uh, for his team. And uh, this kid, can uh, he can light it up and doesn't matter, Coach, guys in face. Uh, he's pretty special, is he not? Amen, amen to that. You know, it was, it was crazy. We started out uh, – you know, we had a 3-0 lead. He immediately takes it, uh, you know, from inbounds, and uh, he pulls up at about 27 feet and just drains the three. And I looked at my assistant coaches. I, You know, we had a guy in his face, and uh, uh, <laughs> we told the kids before the ball game prepping, hey, if we can hold them uh, less than 22 points, uh, you know, we're going to give ourselves a great chance to win. Well, we held them to 29 you know, three points or two two point six uh, underneath his average, but again, we found a way to win. Well, absolutely, and hey, you know, sometimes that's a great job when you hold a guy like that just a few points under his average, because you know he can uh, easily at some nights go for forty plus. Amen. You know, there's uh, you know just looking at the uh, breakdown of games. You know, he had. Two ball games this year where he scored over 50 points. Uh, you know, what we tried to do is we tried to run two guys at him as much as we possibly could. We started out in a box of one, which really didn't affect him. And then uh, what we ended up doing is uh, we we face guarded with uh, one of our best defenders, and we tried to overgap as much as we could and just make it as difficult on him as, as possible. And... Uh, Fortunately, we we you know we came out with a victory. Coach, how big is Maurice? He's only about five foot nine, but is boy, that right? He, yeah, he he elevates. Uh, you know, it was, it was crazy. He could, uh, you know, he went up and he didn't dunk against us, but that, you know, during the the time where we had free shooting uh, before the ball game, we saw him two hand dunk. Uh, uh, you know, from uh, a two foot stand, so he really has great explosion. Uh, he's a left-handed player, and, uh, you know, he really loves to uh, dribble drive, get to the paint. Uh, he does a great job finishing around the rim. And, you know, uh, uh, their coach really does a good job just letting him uh, attack from the baseline uh, once the ball is inbounded and they just kind of clear out and let him do his thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, uh, their coach, Shannon Lane, uh, phenomenal job she has done. Amen to that. Uh, you know, she's quite the coach, uh, both on the women's side and now on the, on the men's side. And, uh, you know, we had total respect going in. We knew that she would have them prepared. 
And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I got a chance to talk to her after the ball game. She was very complimentary. I was very complimentary to their program. You know, it was just a hard-fought contest throughout. Now, Coach, it sounds like, though, you played your tempo. How important was that against a team like South? They really love to get it up and down. Amen. You know, it, it, it was, uh, that was one of our biggest uh, keys going in, and, and it'll be the biggest key that we have going in against Northfield on Saturday. Uh, you know, we can't be the type of team that's going to go ahead and, and make one, two passes in the, in the half-court set. You know, we've got to get the ball moving. We've got to get great looks, not good looks. Uh, and also kind of, you know, put them in a position, the opponent, where they have to guard for five-plus passes. And, um, you know, just slowing it down really, I thought, helped us uh, maintain control of the game. And and you've done a really good job of that, not this, not just this year, but previous years as well. Uh, coach, how many years now at Longmont? This is uh, my 30th year as the head coach, and, uh, you know, it's my alma mater. It means the world to me. You know, I'm so thankful, and and, uh, I'm appreciative for the St. Brain Valley School District and the Longmont administration for all the support they always give us. Well, I'll tell you what, Longmont, similar to where I at, Fort Collins, I'm not an alum of Fort Collins uh, or anything like that, but uh, the original school in the city. Amen. Yeah. You know, it was uh, crazy many, many years ago when we were, uh, when Fort Collins still was at their original site, you know, we, uh, we really took, uh, you know, a look at their wall of fame. And uh, I had a parent back in 2001, 2002 that said, let's put a a wall of fame together at Longmont High School, which replicates uh, Fort Collins High School. And uh, he took about a year, year and a half to do that. So that's one of the cool things of Longmont High now is to walk down uh, the you know the main gym hallway just to see all of the history of uh, Longmont High School and the city of Longmont. And boy, you have such a and just in the basketball program alone, such a great history of uh, terrific coaches, terrific players. Uh, I was fortunate, well, maybe that night I was unfortunate uh, to play at Longmont High School, being a Sterling Tiger, you know, way back when. And it was one of the most fun nights you could ever experience, even though we lost, because the crowd at back then, it was sensational. We would come out of the locker room and on the overhead, you know, kids were dropping things, whatever, popcorn, few other things besides that as well. And it was just like, this is what high school atmosphere should be, you no know, doubt. and and way back then. And, and Coach, uh, I think it was Coach Betts at the time, his team just took care of us, you know, no doubt who was going to win that game. But uh, what a great atmosphere. Uh, do you see that? Still, or is it kind of just with rivalry games now? That's a that's a really good question. You know, to be totally honest with you, back in your day, and and you know, I I followed a few years after. All games were played on Friday, Saturday, so it was the big thing. Get into the gym and support the local the local team. You know, and we would have fifteen hundred to two thousand fans constantly all the way. You know, through my graduating year of seventy five. And then beyond, in, in, in you know the early '80s, 
But then, uh, you know, when, when we started having multiple schools in, within our, you know, Niwot opened up and then uh, Skyline and then Silver Creek and now Mead, you know, it, it's kind of interesting because uh, we don't fill up the place like we normally did unless it is a Crosstown rival game. Crosstown rival games, they pull the, the bleachers in the balcony. They make sure that uh, we're ready to go. Uh, and that's the atmosphere that I wish was still, you know, uh, where our high school kids could actually understand the, kind of the old way of, of the, you know, the the old way of uh, filling up a gym like you and I experienced. Absolutely. And we were in a gym last night. It was, uh, you know, great attendance at, at Thunder Ridge. And, and it just brought back, man, it should be like this all the time. And honestly, in high school, I'm I'm of that philosophy that it, you don't have to be an undefeated team to get that kind of crowd. But it seems like that's what it's, uh, you know, become. But, uh, hey, Coach, yep. uh, N- Northfield, what do we know about them? Uh, they're very, very deep, very, very athletic. They're, they're long. They, uh, it's kind of interesting. They score 72 points per game. So they, they, they want, or 73 points per game and they really want to get it up and down. You know, looking at some tape, it looks like, uh, uh, you know, they want to get a shot up inside of two passes. Uh, again, we're going to have to make sure that we really control the tempo and, uh, you know, uh, they've got, uh, just many, many kids. They play nine, ten deep. Uh, you know, the kid named Michael, uh, number twenty-three, averages sixteen point eight. Another kid, uh, their point guard, eleven. They've got uh, two, three kids that average in the high eights to nines. Uh, more kids that are in the seven sixes. So, I mean, it it is a deep roster, and uh, you know, they they just want to try to score as many points as they possibly can. I noticed. Last night against uh, Thornton, they had a uh, uh, 92 to 44 win. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'll tell you what, Coach. Uh, you know, here's another school that didn't exist when <laughs> we were in high school. So, uh, anyway, uh, hey, you will control the tempo. Best of luck. And uh, we're going to be following you closely. And, of course, uh, uh, all of our northern Colorado teams, we hope we're well represented in the grade eight as well. But uh, thanks for joining us this morning, Coach Gloucester. Coach uh, Dick, it's always great to talk with you. And I appreciate you having me on the air. And, uh, Thank you again. Absolutely. That is Jeff Kloster. What a great job. He has done for Longmont for so many years. And, you know, great tradition. And we didn't get up, get to this point. He was a great official before he got into coaching full-time. Hey, we need to take a break. We'll be back after these messages. Southern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. McKinnon, Jokic. Two of the best Colorado has to offer. Could this be the year for two parades? Hear Nuggets and Avs Insight on the Hall Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back to Coach Speak. Uh, Man, thanks to uh, Joe Ortiz uh, from Thunder Ridge coming and joining us today. Uh, Kyle Johnson 
play-by-play on uh, Colorado Preps basketball right here on 1310 and 103.1 Northern Colorado's Voice. And, uh, of of course, Jeff Kloster, who we just uh, finished uh, visiting with. Uh, he had a terrific game last night against Pueblo South. Pueblo South has a kid that just flat out can play um, Maurice Austin. But uh, thanks to those guys for joining us. Hey, girls' action uh, continues tomorrow n- night. A uh, lot of local teams. Uh, Resurrection Christian will host Jefferson Academy. Uh, Eaton, uh, Coach Love's team, they will travel to Pagosa Springs. Uh, they may be traveling uh, now. Is, I'm not sure exactly when they're leaving. Uh, Severance, uh, they get the opportunity to knock off number two, Dievlin tomorrow and university will host a delta as well thank you northern colorado stay tuned for the whole show